Put some moustache wax. Always. <laughs> Do you use that? Uh, well, I've, I've bought the pack of Mr. Natty's beard treatment stuff, right? Mr. Natty. And um, it always comes with moustache wax. So I've always... So I, I cooled off for a bit. Mm. So I, I get through it quite quickly. And then um, for Christmas, my parents, having obviously seen tons of little pots of moustache wax mm. just like dotted about, they bought me some. So I have now have three little pots that I barely used. <laughs> so now I, I keep some on me because it gets really hard really quickly. Uh, and so does the wax. <laughs> hey! um, but... Um, See, I'm, I'm one of these beard wearers yeah. who, um, I keep the moustache quite trim, yeah. but I kind of let everything else... Same. Mm. I'm, growing, I'm growing it out. I mean, obviously you guys are, are, are winning. I mean, Russ's beard is on point at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, look Excellent. at that. That is on point. It's a full beard. I mean, and that as well, yours is... I, I mean, trimmed mine down recently. Yours is a really thicket at the moment. Well, it's, it's a bit straggly. I look a little bit homeless, so I... You've neatened that up very recently. Yes, quite. Yeah, yeah. I need to have a trim. Yeah, I need another trim. Okay, yeah. this, it's this bit. It's a bit under oh, here. Yeah. Oh, you see, you, you, I just go, I just go, well, I just let it happen. No, if, it, if you shave like there downwards, yeah. you look tidy. Yeah. No matter what's going on up there. That's true. That's very true. Yes. I get, I get quite high. I get little bits of hair like. Oh, really? Oh, me too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally, my... like eyebrows, but below my eyes. Mm. It's weird. <laughs> so you have to, you that have would to be weird, right? Sort of nick them off. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I don't get them here either. Which is, I shape a bit down uh, here. Yeah, I, you shape a bit. Must do. Yeah. Here, Just because I get very sort of sparse, mm. straggly bits. Yeah. yeah. I, I if it, if it filled in nicely, that'd be fine. Yeah, it doesn't. It's really strange actually. Whenever I've grown, I've had a beard and I've grown this bit out, it just looks weird. Mm. There's two. The, the the face to hair ratio is too is too much in favour of the hair. In mm. that, so I have to yeah. trim down and just. I kind of shape a line out here as well, just a little bit, just to give it a bit of definition. Yeah. So it's beard news. So that's beard news. Beard news, excellent. Right. Podcast. 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 It has been recording. For Yay! Yay. <laughs> the Beardcast. Beardcast. I bet there's one called Beardcast. There almost certainly is, and it's does, almost certainly run by. Does that look unsettling? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit unsettling. It's mm. not a very flattering zip, this. Because if I do that, it you makes point you look it, point it towards that. <laughs> Actually, instead, it just makes you look, you know, weird. Whereas that. Blessed. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the podcast right now. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that the zip gives it a little. Yeah. A little eye. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Oh, oh don't do that. It's painful. <laughs> anyway. Um. <clears throat> Let's crack on because yeah, let's. this is really comfortable. This chair, mm. it's good. Isn't it? really nice. mm. I feel really bad that I'm sitting in your man no, cave. I feel like we should we should rotate. That, that might come to chair. I think. I, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. So next week I'll. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, well, I, I sort of meant to rotate like this. <laughs> just literally just in our spot. I, I can't, yeah, go on. People will enjoy no, that. They'll, they'll, it'll be like a 3D. No, 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 no just, just sit down. Oh, I, I didn't mean like in a podcast. No. Oh, okay. Oh, right. You mean, ring a bell every now and then. So you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. you're thinking anti-clockwise. Instead. Every time you hear R2-D2 beep, change. Oh, I was trying to make a labour joke. I was saying that each Sorry. week we could swap seats and you always have to sit on the hard seat. Oh, okay, yeah. Being no. cruel to Dan is yes. always... Like oh, Rick oh. and the rickety chair. 
<laughs> Always worth it. Right, let's do this then. Ready? Podcast! Podcast! There we go, that's an introduction. Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. I Always hate you guys. slightly weird sentence structure. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. Right. We've done it once before. <laughs> fuck you guys. We've done it once before. And we're going to do it again, which was the Searching Questions podcast. Yay! Yay! Well, we put to bed a few things that we've always wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I ran it past uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, and she described it as ridiculously infuriating. Because <laughs> she's like, this answers for all the Harry Potter ones. <laughs> Just get me on and I'll answer It's like, but that's less fun. We're having far too much fun not answering the questions. So the idea is we answer the the, the unanswerable questions, I think is the best way of describing it. Mm. What does Darth Vader's bedroom look like was one we had before. Well, that was good fun. Yep. Who would make the most sensitive lover in the Fellowship? Yep, we had that absolutely. One the Holy, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Nicolas Cage would win in a fight out of all the Nicolas Cages? That was good fun. Good fun. Stanley Goodspeed. Yeah. Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> yeah. Stanley. I've totally forgotten all the names. There's some really good names as well. Cameron Poe. Yeah, Castor Troy. Castor Troy. Yeah, brilliant. So, oh, what was his one in um, Gone in 60 Seconds? Um, it Memphis was Reigns. Memphis Reigns. Yeah, excellent. Anyway, it really depresses me that there is, you know, several thousand of my brain cells are dedicated to remembering <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage character names. Yeah, that's the worrying thing, isn't I've it? I've seen Gone in 60 like... Seconds once, 15 years ago. Why do I know that? Because it's great, and even Giovanni Ribisi looks like he's seriously taking his character. Like you know, <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really in um, Kip Brains. I am Kip Brains at the moment. You know, method acting Kip Brains. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis Brains' <Reigns's> brother. <laughs> God damn it! He left so that you wouldn't become a carjacker. And one of life's little ironies, you became a carjacker too. God damn, breaks my heart. Fucking <laughs> hell, like, okay, no, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Right, who wants to kick us off? <laughs> wow, really? Well, you're, you're, you're the host. We've got you so many. My, my, I don't, I don't, I don't like mine as much as I like your guy. You, yours was those. So, um, okay. So I'll start with um, my first question then, which is: Is being a planeteer? possibly too stressful for millennials now <laughs> or does it give them something interesting to work with to give them that kind of hipster chic are we, are we just being cruel to millennials on this one yes because we can <laughs> we, we are technically millennials technically yes well actually what they said is that millennials are defined as people who were born around 1984 or after okay. well 1984 or after mm-hmm. so I was I'm an 83 so I'm I count myself 82. as a millennial 82. Yeah, I, I thought so. I, we were eighteen in the year two thousand. Yes, I thought that was ah, uh, yeah, that's millennials. Regardless, let's just take the piss out of young people. Is the point? Oh, young people. Yes, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, and I feel we're as millennials, we're allowed to say that. So, yeah. baby boomers yeah. taking the piss out of us. That's not on. That's not on. <laughs> because no. they've all got final salary pensions and they bought houses for twenty five pence. <laughs> That is true. Very true. Um, whereas we are suffering. Yeah. So we're allowed to beat up on, on the little kids. <laughs> yeah, which is what we're going to do here, I think. I work with someone yeah. who had never heard of Adam and Joe. 
What? That's just right? mental. Where um, were they? I think they were a fetus. <laughs> or a glint in the milkman's eye. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> they never heard of milkman. What? What? They don't, well, they don't exist anymore. They do. Well, they do. Of course they do. No, I get stuck buying a fucking milkman pretty much every day. Yeah, anyway. yeah, milkman are now like hipster luxury things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> do they, so they deliver you vegan nut milk and uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like you get your Waitrose milkman. You, you, you do get well, standard no, the, milkman. The the milkman. milkman. I don't think we have the option of getting milk delivered here. We do. I, I, I bet, bet you could. Yeah. I bet you if you really oh, tried, yeah. don't drink that much milk. <laughs> just watching it build up on the doorstep well, actually, I've, I've recently got back into cereal in a big way I think having a baby has woken me up earlier so I realise I get hungry earlier so I'm back into breakfast which I haven't had for like the last 20 years shreddies I'm, I'm, I'm Wheatos all the Wheatos. way fucking love so Wheatos. Not, it's not even like a grown up cereal oh, it's like choco rocks I'm alternating between it's Wheatos and Wheatos. Wheatos. it's the one which has got the best toy in when you go in Sainsbury's in the breakfast aisle they've got a section called adult cereals what the fuck is in them cock shaped wheat big bowl of dildos yeah big bowl of dildo wheat what toys did you get got a cock ring <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops, is it sorry a- that's Daddy's adult cereal. Yeah. That's just got a gun and some heroin in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a cock ring or is it a reflector you put in your bike spokes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? It makes a very familiar sound. <laughs> As if a thousand bananas are being opened very rapidly. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Um, Planeteers. Right, so Captain Planet was... Uh, a propaganda cartoon to get people to throw away rubbish, basically. <laughs> what? That's what it was. It was. It was. The idea was. It was. It was to educate people about the environment, right? Mm-hmm. That's another way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Propaganda cartoon. <laughs> Global warming is a lie. <laughs> it was. It was supposed to be inclusive. Eco so, yeah. elites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it had that whole kind of rallying cry. We're the planeteers. You can be one too. Yeah. The power is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole thing. As long as you're not a Jew or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that was <laughs> no, part of it. No, no. no, no. <laughs> no, no Captain Planet, very ecologically minded, massive anti-Semite. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> really unfortunate. <laughs> well, uh, we'll take an elective decision later as to whether or not this bit actually stays in. <laughs> I think Just it might. Just... That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but, yeah. He, he, the, the idea was anyone younger than... 28 probably doesn't know who Captain Planet is. That's that's actually quite a scary sort of prospect, mm-hmm. really, because it was one of those things that became a really big import. Yeah. Now, I remember Sunday mornings going down and watching telly and, and, and praying that Planeteer, uh, sorry, that Captain Planet would be on mm-hmm. because there was nothing else apart from Transworld yeah. Sport. Yeah. Yes! Do you remember Transworld Sport? <laughs> yeah. With it all was the always like whippet <laughs> racing from Norway. <laughs> yeah, it was like really, really obscure stuff. Just, oh my God, why am I watching this? I, I guess I'll wait till Captain Planet comes on by watching the Or, tra- Shark, or Sharky and George. Sharky and George, yeah. yeah. By, by watching the tractor pull. Yeah, Transworld Sport. Yeah. It was so you mental. get World's Strongest Man, which is one of the best programs ever made. Yeah, but yeah, the rest of it is so, yeah. The idea of Captain Planet is uh, five people chosen from around the world, different ethnic origins. No Jews. <laughs> there might not have been any Jews. <laughs> there might not have been any. There might not have been. They each had powers. Hmm. Uh, a ring. Uh, yeah, they had a ring. Rings. That so one of them had fire, one of them had water, one of them had wind, one of them had earth, <laughs> one of them had wind, had a packet of rennies. <laughs> <laughs> so they they could 
kind of control these elements. Yeah. Um, and oh, then, and there was heart. There was heart, obviously, yeah. as well. And not, it's redeeming, not, a, not a real element. Redeeming <laughs> feature. He had a pet no, monkey. Really was, he did have a pet monkey. That was, that's yeah. about it. So, and then they all combined and create Captain Planet. Hmm. Now, at the time, they they took their responsibilities very seriously, and they weren't particularly dickish about it. They were just like, "We've got to save the world." Um, because Captain Planet's given us this responsibility, so we've got to go up against the evil people uh, dumping yeah. toxic waste. It, is, yeah, it was always bad bastards doing mm. something ecologically. They were never in your face about it, though. They just got about the job. They were saying, look, look, look at the mess that these guys are creating. Can you... You can do something about this. We're all part of this. Yeah. Now, can you imagine what some young 20-somethings would be like now if they were planeteers. I'm actually trying really hard to save the environment. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah. Uh, they'd be posting it all over Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's, I think I find it's a vegan beard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Can you believe what these people are doing to the planet? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think that, I think if it was nowadays, it'd make me want to drop toxic waste everywhere, <laughs> I think is the point. <laughs> so, and th- that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Do you think the responsibility would be too much? Do you think it would have a negative effect to have a modern-day Captain Planet? Because they are talking about making a Captain Planet film. I think it, I think it would. I, to be honest, I think it's exactly for those reasons mm. that there are so many pious, yeah. hipstery sort of people out there these days yeah. that would just jump on it. And then there would be loads of people who were like, well, actually, I've been recycling for mm. a while now. Yeah. I can't believe that guy got the ring mm. and not me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm the one cleaning out the Marmite pots yes. and stuff before they go in the recycling because actually those things can gum up the machinery. Mm. You know, just really smug individuals. Little vines of person who's been given wind. <laughs> bad, bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> being given the wind power, not breaking up a six-pack holder plastic thing and putting it in the rubbish. Absolutely. Stuff like that. And yeah, yeah they, would be, they would be under constant pressure from people that thought they were more worthy of these powers. Yeah, like Captain Planet would now be an 18-year-old YouTube billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, Captain Planet himself would probably... Hey guys, Captain Planet here. Uh, thanks for watching. Just remember, like and subscribe. Um, yeah. I just want to talk to you for a minute about something I saw on my way down to the... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Captain Planet... He sung, he sung that song Planet from Glee, funny. I'm done. Now yeah. would be Hemsley and Hemsley. <laughs> yeah. Who want to make me kill myself. Yes. What's Hemsley and Hemsley? Oh, they're the most joyless cooks in existence. <laughs> they're two very attractive-looking, but yeah. completely blank personality-wise sisters who cook everything with tofu. It's yeah. awful. It's absolutely awful. I was kind of imagining, like, Joe Wick. He's He's got a personality. I know, he's, he's just got a likeable. face you just wouldn't stop punching. I don't know, like, yeah. I, like I would... You know, I mean... I'm pretty cut already. I don't need to take any <laughs> advice. Yeah, I mean, neither. I don't mind him. He's, he seems... He seems... I like... Fun. He seems like the, the Jamie Oliver of weight loss is the way I kind of think it. But it's... it's uh, <laughs> Getting really upset <laughs> every time. I just yeah. can't believe it. Oh, my abs. <laughs> Hemsley and Hemsley can fucking do one. Or, or like Deliciously Ella or any of those. Yeah. Things. Oh. But I think you're right. I think Captain Planet would now be like a real yeah. YouTube thing. It'd be an Instagram account. Yeah, it would be him yeah, like, like chasing down and questioning people that drop rubbish on the floor. Hmm. Like, like I'm filming you. Yeah, I'm filming exactly. you. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
eco-justice. You're live on Facebook. Yeah, you can justify <laughs> what you've just done. Yeah. yeah, just like all the hearts and like the sad faces just yeah. like scrolling across the screen. So yeah, I think it would be a bit much now for people because I don't think there's anyone worthy enough to be a planeteer. You can't do that sort of thing these days without encouraging the the sort of the hipstery edge. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you know, I'm not saying hipster is in the you know as like sort of decrying everyone who makes a craft beer yeah. in their garage as a hipster, but just you won't be able to get rid of those stereotypical ponces mm. worming their way out of the woodwork. You know, it's it would just oh god, you just you. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it would be it such would be... a letdown. Like there wouldn't be, you know, because the whole point of Captain Planet was that he appeared yeah. and he was this quite kind of muscle bound blue guy with green hair and wearing a red leotard. <laughs> it was also homoerotic. He'd be like, "That's a great idea, gang." You know, with brilliant white teeth. You're just my you're like... my favourite stroke in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Come Is that up to the planet dome? <laughs> I'm detecting some fire between us. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, it's just, yeah, it'd be so weird. It's uh, it's just a weird concept. Looking now. back at it, yeah, and he was defeated by rubbish. Yeah, you just had to was. throw rubbish at him. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 if we could just escape to a landfill, we're fine. But this is the thing, this is the thing that always amused me, right? He was summoned by a bunch of people who had the rings, mm. and when he arrived, he was so awesomely powerful that yeah. he was able to... To sort everything out. So my question is probably well twofold. Firstly, why the red leotard, mm-hmm. and secondly, what was the point of the as though five people? I mean, why wasn't Captain Planet just a corporeal entity that just was there because he didn't need them? As soon as they mm. were, but every now and then he'd be like, "All right, you know, we need to find out why that tiger's really angry. Could you go and touch? <laughs> could you go and touch its head with your with your heart ring?" You know, and, and, and that was that was it. It was just like, oh, go on then, you know, we need your water power. But it's like, I, hang on, you can do this, and you're more powerful than me. Why am I having to do it? Why do I need... What's this? You know, it's, hang on, this is... What this are you doing? Yeah. When, okay, here's another question. What are you doing when we're not, like, summoning you? Just fucking Gaia, isn't he? That's <laughs> what he's doing. I think he's just whacking off in some big sort of globe-shaped thing just yeah. hanging above the globe. You know, it's just weird, just waiting there, watching... Just beating off yeah. over the rainforest. Comes out as <laughs> pure carbonated spring water. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Wipes off really I, easy. Looking back at it, weirdly, I was apparently quite a big Captain Planet fan. I had loads of action figures. Now, just thinking about it. So you had a Captain Planet action figure? I had several. And I, <laughs> something, weird. something I hadn't <laughs> thought about. Like, I had the, the Planeteers as well. Something I hadn't thought about till this moment that I had all those action figures and now I'm thinking about it they were made from plastic so yeah <laughs> they almost nice. certainly still exist in some landfills. exactly somewhere. yeah that's, that's probably not very good for I the found possibly the most homoerotic picture of Captain Planet on the internet <laughs> that's the one look that's, at the size of that bulge and that's not even a leotard that that's is, like yeah. a that, that is, is if, a that's if Morton Harkett was playing uh, Captain Planet that from, is um, a two part from our heart that is a two part suit that is basic basically all he's wearing is a pair of <laughs> very small yet, uh, red trunks and with, like, a, with a black belt and a buckle gloves and what looked like a sort of a well, it's like a red shoulder pauldron. That's yeah, it just goes over his shoulders. That's yeah, all yeah, he's yeah. wearing. With the yellow thing in yeah, the, the yellow glow that's in the middle. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's all he's got. And, and a mullet. And a mullet. Did you... Have you guys seen the... Um, 
John Cheadle, Captain, Captain Planet. Look at the size of his bulge. That's that's a fan-made one, in fairness. <laughs> he never had that bulge in the cartoon. Have you guys seen the Don Cheadle? Uh, yeah, where he gets fucked off and starts turning everyone into and trees. And remember, kids, remember to recycle, or I'll turn you into a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just keeps going, and it comes to a post-apocalyptic world where Captain Planet's taken over in a world full of trees. And he always stood in a really alpha pose as well. It was always... Yeah. All the other planeteers sort of hanging around him, and he was just in the middle with his arms on his on his um, hips, with his massive bulge. <laughs> just they wanted to be really environmentally friendly. He could fly, so if they could just dissect him and figure out what makes him fly, mm. they could probably solve a load of problems with air travel. Well, the point is, they said we're the planeteers. Mm. You can be one too. Mm. No, I can't. If I don't have one of those power rings, mm. I can't be a planeteer. And actually, that's the point, isn't it? Is that the hipster thing? There are so many of them who are all trying to not be part of the crew yeah. and not be part of the sort of mainstream kind of world, yeah. but yet all then therefore being all part of the same, doing the same thing and rejecting like normality yeah, and yeah, things, yeah. Um, that if there's only five of these elite pricks, yeah. they're going to be like the epitome of... Oh, they're going to be the worst. They're going to be the worst, aren't they? They are going to be the worst I, you could find. I did a year backpacking yeah. uh, before I decided to become a planetarium. And I actually saw so much of the world that I just think needs to be protected. Yeah. And you just think, fuck off. You can look at National Geographic and see that. Yeah. You don't need to have been there, you ponce. And actually, while you were there, people were probably really annoyed that you were there. It's like, oh, God, look at the amount of bracelets that guy's wearing. <laughs> What That's not. always a warning sign. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look at all well, those festival I, bags. When I was when I was sixteen, <laughs> I had bracelets from like. Yeah. yeah. I'm 33 and I've got bracelets. And that's, a perfectly, <laughs> that's a perfectly acceptable number of bracelets. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally had them up to the elbow, yeah. including a uh, a chain wrapped around like three or four times. Nice, nice. I had um, sweatbands. I, I mean, I say nice. I mean, not not nice. No, <laughs> not terrible. My teenage years were predominantly noisy masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about the flames when I was a teenager, so I had sweatpants yeah, with the flames on them. I had a shirt with the flames at the bottom as well, and a t-shirt with a flaming eight ball on it. <laughs> one of those like black sort of silken shirts yes. with the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And like at one point, in a startling move, you dyed your hair orange. Yeah, <laughs> which made no difference whatsoever. It did, <laughs> it turned it into the exact colour of a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't quite... When you see like Annie Lennox in like the Sweet Dreams, <laughs> it wasn't that. It was kind of like a just dirty orange. Yeah. You know when you see Annie Lennox and go, she looks really cool. I didn't look like that. I didn't look like Johnny Rotten either. It just, it's I just. I think I've ever looked at Annie Lennox mm. and thought you look really cool. She's kidding me. She's awesome in the Sweet Dreams video. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Well, well, we'll agree on that. Definitely. Yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Fuck the planeteers. They'll be shit now. Uh, they would. And you're absolutely right. It would be far too much stress because they literally wouldn't be able to manage themselves. No. No. It would be hard work. Wouldn't they it? would all go off and do their own channels and stuff. You don't understand how yeah. stressful it is being part. Yeah. Where's your monkey? I... I thought that was cruel. Got rid of the monkey. Yeah, got rid of it. I had him humanely destroyed. <laughs> a shredder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cross-cut shredder. <laughs> right, who's up next? Well, that's that put to bed. Yeah, there's Dan's uh, flame shirt. Fuck it. Wow. How did you get a picture of that? So fucking quick. I'm is, well, is I've got that all lots of photos. Like... Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you... <laughs> looking like that. Thin, you mean? I'm <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, 
Is that what you look like under your beard? Uh, no, not anymore. I say multitude of chins nowadays. Who's next? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't brought up the um, question list. Uh, right, I can, I can uh, pick one. Okay, so... You go to your bank. Uh, you go and see the small business manager. You say, "I've got a got a great idea for a startup. I'd like to, to talk about a you know a loan to sort of get things going." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's very interesting. What are you what are you planning to do? I'm planning to lurk in undetectable caves, waiting <laughs> to sell shotguns and rocket launchers <laughs> to travellers coming through. Uh, and this is going to be exclusively in areas that are infested with sort of parasitically uh, inclined humans <laughs> inclined. who kill everyone on site. Clearly not a local though either. No. Yeah. And um, I'm also going to look fucking terrifying so that the first time everyone comes across you, they almost certainly try and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this is the the merchant in Resident Evil Four. <laughs> what is his business plan? Who are his target demographic, and how does he afford his stock? Well, so he, he must have got some wind. There's the leader there. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got wind that Leon S. Kennedy was 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 heading this way, mm-hmm. and he must he must have known that it wasn't a great environment. And I've kind of always imagined he wants to feed his family, and the only way he can do that is by selling guns to. Someone who's trying to rescue the president's daughter. It does sound a bit bollocks. You're right, mm. but and he, yeah, the the get up is is an unusual choice. Welcome. <laughs> Not enough cash. And um, he actually does sell stuff from like inside his coat. He story. opens his coat and he goes, and then it just cuts to what he's got. It's like buying a knockoff iPhone on yeah. Tottenham Court Road. It's not that those guns don't come with a, a real warranty. He he's got bright red eyes as well. Yeah, which is a bit of a weird one, um, and he um, he's dressed a bit like if Scorpion from Mortal Kombat was cold. I would describe. He's got that. a sort of a terrorist flasher kind of look. To yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of a heavily padded, sort of ribbed, sort of jacket. Yeah, I don't remember anyone like that in any of the other Resident Evil games. No. Okay, it's weird, right? Yeah. But. Let's put it this way: Resident Evil games, they have a story, yeah, usually, <laughs> and it's usually, and, and, and that will yeah. come as a surprise to most people who played them, yeah. Um, and he is just the archetypal kind of, and look who's here, sort of. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, there he is. It's fine. He's got a rocket launcher. It's fine. You know, that's what you'll need for later on. Um, <laughs> as business plans go, I think it's one of those really kind of we have no earthly idea how we're going to keep you supplied during this game hmm. and we're just going to gloss over it and make it very, 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 very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be also, okay because of that. Leon, you're going on a mission. Oh right, what sort of what sort of gear and stuff do I need? Don't worry about that, mate. We've taken care of it. There'll be a fucking weirdo that you <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. This is a dude who you will, as we've already said, probably try and kill when you first encounter. Yeah. But don't worry, he's got yeah. some good stuff there. Oh right! Oh, so are you going to give me like a like a corporate credit card or something to buy stuff? No, 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 no. Look for gemstones. <laughs> Where are they? They're just, they'll be loads. Don't worry, you'll find some. Where they the might fuck be inside a cow. You might have to decapitate a few people. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty sure you'll find something. Valuable. Can you not just give me some gemstones to start with, so I can save the much-needed ammunition to 
kill the zombies in the town. No, no, just shoot them out of trees. Yeah. That's the best way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, crows. Crows have some gemstones. Crows are famously yeah. full of gemstones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> am I going to come back from this? <laughs> it, yeah. 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 Shut your face, we have got you a pretty sweet coat <laughs> yeah. that does you can the... wear for the first level of the game. Yeah, and you've already got the hair sorted, so... How much does the president really hate his daughter? <laughs> Shut up, Leon. Here's a 1980s <laughs> smartphone, now fuck off. <laughs> yeah. With we... the most disinterested mission controller ever. Yeah, called Hunnigan. She's clearly got, like, <laughs> ten missions on the go at once. Yeah. So it doesn't really give it, like... <laughs> she's going to the end of her shift. It's Friday... She doesn't really give a fuck if you come back or not. She <laughs> voted for the other guy. She doesn't care about the president's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound for me. It's a, it, it's like she's she's like an actor slash stripper grab kind of. They've just got in to just sit there and just just. Hi, Hunnigan here. You'll oh, get zombies, right? Okay, fine. Well, this is what you do. <laughs> Flicks through the manual. You'll get paid your normal rate. <laughs> just <laughs> just sit there and just humour him. Just yeah, humor her first him. name Ingrid. Something like that, yeah. Ingrid Hunnigan. He asked her out at the end of the game. Spoilers, sorry, Tom. Well, they kind of had to because yeah. the only other alternative was that he hits it off with a 13-year-old girl. Or Ada Wong. Who's, who's cracking onto him as well. Spoilers again, sorry. No, no, I know Ada Wong. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> Intimately. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, the real... So, he, he gets turned down for a bank loan, right? He really likes this idea. So he thinks, back to the merchant. Is yeah, yeah. He um, so his next step is he gets in contact with the BBC and says, "I'd quite like to go on Dragons Den." Mm-hmm. And can you imagine him just standing there in front of the dragon, full regalia, yeah. just uh, got think, some yeah. good things. <laughs> yeah, <Stranger>. he's just <laughs> trying to sell uh, Duncan Jones or whatever his name Duncan is, Valentine. Duncan Valentine and Peter Jones. <laughs> Peter Jones. Yeah. Well, at this point, I feel they've run at each other like Station in. Um, Bill and Ted's bogus journey and become one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, he, his, I, I know straight away it would just be like, uh, you're a lovely bloke, uh, great idea, but uh, I'm out. You're barking <laughs> mad. But, you know, just... Didn't like it when you tried to sell me an RPG. Yeah, it's just... Um... It's funny because the point is, if he gets turned down for his bank loan, then because, he, because he's got a very specific location in mind, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, probably kind of like, well, it's fine. No matter who comes along... If they whack enough cows, they'll get some gemstones. That's all I accept. Hmm. You know, I'm. Li- this is all I need. I mean, you know, I, I, just... I have. I am loaded down with weapons, and I'm a hundred meters away from where those gem-filled cows are. Hmm. I could go and knock over a few myself and just take the gems, which are apparently what I like. Hmm. I'll wait, but for a, an FBI agent to come. It's through a here. really strange business process, isn't it? There's no supply and demand really, apart hmm. from. Leon punches a few cows and supplies the man with gems and the guy yeah. <laughs> hands him a rocket launcher. It's and a really kind of like... And fish, you can sell him fish. And, and fish, mm-hmm. okay, fish as well. Fish, yeah. It's like, okay, this is this is the weirdest shop I've ever been to. This is really odd. Yeah. Fish and gemstones in return for ordnance. But he can't, he can't take down the animals because that would affect his planetary application form. So, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. maybe, maybe bar, but then he, he's probably one of the worst. He's probably one of those, one of those like wannabes, the guys that kind of says like, you know, I don't want to hurt the cows and stuff myself. You know, the fact that they get hurt is just something I'm going to yeah. have to accept. Yeah. Those are literal blood diamonds. Yeah, that Leon is wiping the blood of crows off of them before using <laughs> them as currency. Yeah. Yeah. But after he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he, he is supporting... Especially the way he stands when he's shooting. So he's, he's cleared out an area, and then somebody walks up, and there's Leon, two hands <laughs> on the gun, very carefully pointing <laughs> at a pigeon. <laughs> With the red dot sight. Yeah. And, you know, I always, I always like to use the broken butterfly when I was, I was game hunting to really pulverise those crows. <laughs> you get through four or five of them in one shot. <laughs> And he is. Yeah. If, if Hunnigan had switched on the radio at that point, Leon, what are you, what are you doing to that <laughs> just cow? Standing there with a knife, just trying I to mean, swipe at the The fact throat. is that the pitchfork wielding locals mm. suddenly don't look so weird next to a guy <laughs> mutilating a crow to get at the gemstone inside it. Also, he's yeah. causing problems. Maybe they seem quite happy to just become zombies. Maybe Leon oh, is the only flagged. person who sees the gemstone inside the crow. And actually, you well, know, that says more about him. Yeah, he's and he's and actually in some facility, ripping apart like his chicken from dinner. And maybe, going, but there's a ruby in here. I, mean, I would imagine it would be his own feces. If <laughs> 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 the villagers killed a few crows as well, they probably wouldn't be quite so poor. Hmm. Some gemstones. Yeah, but again, they're they're under the thrall of whatever parasite is inside mm. them. They're not necessarily functioning on... The, I mean, the dudes with the chainsaws, mm. maybe they're the gem harvesters. Maybe. You know, that cows, does explain gems everywhere. It does explain why higher-ups have such a nice house, I suppose. Yeah. Um, he's enabling Leon S. Kennedy to just work his way through this village, though. Are you done with that gun? Here's another one. Here's a better gun. Give me some gems. Have a better gun. Go kill some villagers. Yeah. Why? Because one person's life is at risk. Is it really? I don't, know. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on. It's, it's the president's data. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God damn it. Cockney merchant. Yeah, from, Cockney yeah. merchant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, once again, he's come a long way to do this. He's picked a weird get-up. Which so we're, makes, we're assuming he's from London. He's, he's got a London accent. Mm. Unless he's putting it on. I mean, it doesn't sound like hugely authentic. London so accent. It's it's a bit Dick Van Dyke, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're not often in a <laughs> shop in London. <laughs> oh, no. Not enough, enough cash. Not enough cash, stranger. Mary Portman. Step in time. Jump into me chalk pictures, Mary Portman. That's about the best impression you will get. He's going to be in the new one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every now and then I need to remind myself he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. He is, he is a bit, you know, yeah. Dearly departed or nearly departed. Just, yeah. I just want to be be at peace. I don't want to do any more fucking singing or dancing on the roofs with sweeps. <laughs> jumps up, clicks his heels together. There's another click. It's his hip. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, like brown Spider-Man in um, American Dad, <laughs> slipping on the marbles. Ah, my pelvis. <laughs> but, so yeah. I certainly, if I was a bank manager, I wouldn't give him a penny, mm. I don't think. It's not a good business model. But he does end up with either a ton of weapons, which he can sell, or a ton of gems he can sell. Mm. I suppose it was it was sort of pre-credit crunch, wasn't it? Mm. When they would just extend credit to any old nutter mm. who turns up in a Mac with glowing red eyes. You can imagine... <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. I can't throw it. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You can imagine the night before, his wife's there playing with their... They're, they're, they're toddler and he's looking and he's going I've, I've just got to do it I've just got to go it's my life's passion no no just and she goes you know I've tried everything I, data entry um, they Not fired me from that yeah Not for me this Apparently is what I creep everyone out <laughs> this is what I've got to do to make the money 
and um, she's like, "Well, I'll iron your 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 garbs for you." And just like, yes, I will. <laughs> I will have a tricky time ironing your jackets, yeah. <laughs> negotiating the lumps and the many bumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to sell all that weaponry I've recruited over mm. the last. It's very odd. Mm. It's a very very strange. It's just thing. so out of place. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> even even in the weird world of Resident Evil, yeah, it's, just... Yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. It's so well, weird. You you save. Your progress by having a go on an old typewriter. That's the thing. This is, it, the more you think about it, like it was, it was a su- superb game. But the whole concept is just mental. Mm. The fact that you can save your pro, you have to find typewriter bands, for typewriter ribbons, and, and things like that in the mm. earlier games mm. yeah. to then use an arcade. Well, there's like a PC on a desk next to you. There's, there's this guy hammering away. Oh, that's good. If I die, I'll come back here to this typewriter. <laughs> it's just so weird. So weird. So actually, it doesn't seem that... Well, no, it does. Yeah, it's weird. But he, he, yeah, it just looks complete... It, it's like he didn't get the memo that the outfit was either stereotypical American or poor peasant. Not... Um, what he's wearing which I can't really describe as psycho, ninja psycho monk psycho monk ninja I suppose is, yeah. yeah with red eyes yeah Don't, nothing's ever explained about him either he's just no. love him uh, and if you want anyone's listening and played Resident Evil 4 there's a great video of someone who stands outside supermarkets dressed as the merchant from uh, Resident Evil 4 <laughs> just saying <laughs> got some great. good things on sale for you <laughs> They go up to a drive-through restaurant yeah. and get the sign, like, what are you selling? <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> Very nice. Nice awesome. Right, next question. Tom? Uh, I Well, we almost touched on it, mm. but I absolutely loved the idea of speaking about just what the fuck is Mary Poppins? It's a really mm. good one. I like that. It that is was, a really yeah. good one. What is Mary Poppins? Is yeah. she human? Is she... What, I, what? What is she? First of all, we need to establish her powers. Okay. They're pretty much unlimited. I mean, she seems to have, like, reality-bending powers, mm. doesn't yeah, she? she does. Yeah. I mean, her bag is like Doctor Who's TARDIS in terms of space. You know, when she oh. packs up everything, she's feeding the lamp in. You yeah. know, and, and that would be a crossover that would make get, me cream myself. Could you get in the bag? I imagine you would, what but would I... What would happen if it closed? I imagine it's kind of a limbo-esque, sort of nightmarish kind mm. of... Nothingness. So she carries around a place for everything and everything. A portal in its place. to an alternative dimension. Mm. Yes. In a carpet bag. Well, she she can easily use chalk drawings and jump into them as portals into another reality anyway. Mm. So her bag must be some sort of aperture into a into. So that's already s- suggesting that she's some sort of trans-dimensional being. Yeah. From a sort at of the higher very plane least. of existence. I've got, at the very least. I've got two ways of looking at this. I either think she's possibly a witch mm. or a figment of the children's imagination. But she's a figment of more than... Well, unless the children are... Now, see, this is the thing. Mm. This is where it gets creepy. What if the children are too... You know, they live with their parents and it's all terrible and stuff like that. And actually, Mary Poppins is, like you say, a fictional character with mm. through whom they live a richer inner world yeah. than their outer world and they're actually mm. just sort of soulless like yeah. vacuous children but yeah still very prim and proper Ooh. yeah Ooh, the lights just come on I thought Dan had had an idea or something big <laughs> <laughs> light coming on yeah. head. but um yeah I, I kind of figure she's probably a witch you think mm-hmm. witch yeah I think this weirdly 
the world we live in is, is much different to the world that the original Mary Poppins came out lived in. That's a badly constructed sentence. Anyway, um, the new Mary Poppins, I think, will go some way to explain some stuff. But this is a reality where an ageing, obviously hallucinating old man and his naval buddies are allowed to live in a ship on the roof of a house. Firing and, cannon at and people. firing cannon at people. That, that's mm. just accepted. They yes. just do it. Yeah. And where all of the chimney sweeps, who obviously must have some sort of horrendous lung conditions, <laughs> are fit as a fiddle enough to jump around all over the rooftops of London, mm-hmm. um, terrorising people with their singing and dancing and endless tap dancing. It's. I mean, it's a really weird world. I think there's an opportunity for us to create... A, a fan theory here. Oh. So you know how... Has anyone heard about the Grease one recently? No. no. About how Sandy was dead. Jesus. And so all this was... All this was, leak. all this was in her head as she was either heading to... As she was in uh, like limbo, I suppose, as she was heading to heaven or hell. And all this was... She'd met this guy and she died. He showed up splashing around and that was her drowning. And then so she drowned in the lake and this was her living out limbo basically in what she thought her school year would be if this guy was at school with her. And then it's the only way that it's the, it almost makes the film good because it's the only way it explains that fucking car flying away at the end, which is her going to heaven. Wow. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't make me want to watch the film at all. <laughs> I don't feel like Greece was a film that was crying out for a metaphysical explanation. No. No, probably not. It just when really annoys me that the car flies I get a slight wiggle in my mm. pants. So, there's an opportunity, I think, to create... You're right, there's n- nothing explained about Mary that's, all, that's like fan fiction 101 as well. Mm. It's going, guys, what if she was dead from the start? <laughs> yeah. It's Mind always, fucking blown. It's <laughs> always they were dead. It's always Toy Story. Oh, Andy's dead. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. But um so yeah, I think there's an opportunity to actually create something with this Mary Poppins business. Okay. I I believe mm-hmm. I think she is some sort of trans dimensional super being. Yeah. Because all these people in this world because that's the point. If if you if she is a trans dimensional being, it doesn't necessarily have to be our world mm-hmm. that she's in. Mm. She is in some sort of dystopian view of London. Um, well, kind of like it's almost like an Alice in Wonderland kind mm. of sort of world with the with weird things happening yeah. and the the banks run by the evil old man and and it ex- explain why London looks like a matte painting. Yes, the whole time it doesn't look like a real maybe place. Maybe it's it's kind of like Inception. It's it's all paintings and all mm. um, you know it's characters living within their own paintings and you know the chalk things on the floor are paintings within paintings and yeah. she's she's literally kind of between worlds all the time. I mean that's the thing that um Bioshock Infinite has that amazing thing. Spoilers if you haven't seen if you haven't played it through and haven't got to the twist where you discover that Anna Dewitt uh, sorry Elizabeth is actually Booker's daughter. Um and the reason she has powers is because her little pinky finger is trapped in one universe. Mm while she is in another, and that is what gives her her abilities across dimensions, because she exists in two places at once, so she is a trans-dimensional metaphysical Mm -hmm. sort of being, Um, which is very interesting. I forgot to ask you, you haven't played it, have you? 
I, I know, I know. Oh, you know the story, yeah. yeah. Um, so I like the idea that she is kind of like the Lutest twins. She is everywhere and nowhere, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. She she chooses where she becomes corporeal. Yeah. But she is always, you know, her bag might be the source, of the, and her umbrella might be the source of her power. Because that's the thing, if you're able to do that, why rely on... Well, actually, that's the point. You've got the umbrella because that allows local transportation and you've got the bag, which might be your sort of limbo power source. And she's always got a fucking bag. Mm. Yeah. It takes fucking everywhere with her. And it might, that might just be the form it takes when she's in, in that world. Ah, nice. But so, like, I mean, she's got quite a lot of power. She's quite stern and strict. Yeah. How many dismembered bodies of children <laughs> that fail to live up to her expectations are yes. in that bag? Just if, a spoon full of you, sugar. <laughs> if you get on her wrong side, or if that tape measure comes up with deviant or something, mm. she'd just dispose of you. Yeah. I had another thought. What if the happiness of children is our only concern and she can mould reality in people's wills? A bit like um, Kilgrave in um, Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones. What if he, she can force people to do her will and she's... Her only concern is the happiness of children. Good children. Or what if what if she consumes the happiness of children? Yeah. So oh. she actually has to tramp oh, roam like around succubus. sucking the, the joy out of children, so she has but to she has to create she, it first. She can control people around her. Wow. So so she is controlling Dick Van Dyke's characters and the chimney sweeps and stuff, and forcing them to put on this show to make the children happy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a you can just imagine her, hello, Bert. Oh, fucking hell. It's her. Jesus me Christ. Me and me And then, hello, children. It's me and me band of sweets. Exactly, and yeah. And then suddenly everyone's happy and tap dancing. And even yeah. the dad and the, everyone else starts dancing. And they all look a bit like confused yeah, as what's against, happening. And then, against his yeah, will, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly they're, they're all happy. And, oh, you've got your job back. And mm. I don't need it. I've got to fly kites forever and things. Yeah. And then the children are happy. And that... Is when she strikes. Yeah, hmm. she gets them to the 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 peak of happiness, and then she annihilates their souls. Yeah, and harvests their energy, and then it's on to the next she parallel universe. Yeah, on that umbrella. See you later, children. Yeah. Into the distance. Yeah, next yeah. reality. Next children. Next. Although victims. I really like the idea that she could be a time lord. Well, that was another theory that yeah. I've seen put forward, but well, she just is Doctor Who. Or is just Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> Weren't there other Gallifreyans before him? Yeah, there's others as well. And um, he's the last one, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Although he sort of makes... Con- I haven't watched any Doctor Who since Eccleston, but doesn't mm. he sort of make contact with Gallifrey yeah, at yeah. some point? So what if, what if it's just like another Time Lord? What if it's... Um, God, oh, like, that, like Missy. Wait, that explains it. Oh, she's just a Time Lord. Like, yeah. like Missy. Makes perfect sense. Now. <laughs> yeah, Missy from um, the later series, for example, something like that. What if she's Missy Elliot? Yeah, Missy, Missy Elliot is yeah. a Time Lord. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but that that would vaguely, but it wouldn't explain why everyone would dance. Sitting, well, there would it wouldn't explain the synchronized dancing, would it? No. <laughs> no. So she's some sort of soul sucking, multi dimensional demon. I think so. I think so. I think yeah. she is almost. Uh, she's. It's almost like she's toying with the world and remaking mm. it as she sees fit, almost on a whim. Yeah. She comes down. That's right. I said 
I noticed that. Yeah. Um, she's almost just kind of come in and she's like, right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be strict. I'm going to get these children behaving how I want them to behave. And, you know, just when they feel all miserable, I'm going to make them happy. But that happiness will be magnified by so many times because of the exquisite sadness before it. Mm. And that is what I crave. That is what I live for. That is what powers my demonic soul, my machine, my apparatus. The souls of children in so- um, trapped in soul gems put into my... Um, necromantic machine will then, you know, wend its way forth, drilling holes through multiverses, and <laughs> uh, you know, the end of days. It is just, it is just another several universes away. <laughs> Two at once, my God, the soul. Really want you to write this fan fiction. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's brilliant. I feel a bit spent though now. <laughs> right, so we are fifty minutes in. Shall Jesus we? Christ. Shall we do one more round each? We'll try okay. and make it a bit quicker than the other ones. Yeah. Right, so... Because I've got loads of questions, but I'm going to try and limit it. Right, knock one out. Okay. <laughs> so, do we want the Statham question, or do we want the Thomas Tank Engine question? I mean, I sort of feel like the Statham question could go on for hours. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that some other time, I reckon. Okay. So, simply, trains and Thomas Tank Engine. What happened there? <laughs> so, this is one island where trains are living beings in the, on the island of Sodor, Right. And no one seems to bat an eyelid. The humans go there to control them for as long as they can control them. But sometimes they get a little bit unruly. And there's fuck all you can do if a train decides that it's going to do whatever it fucking wants. Don't they break one up in a tunnel? They break one up in a tunnel at one point, yes. (laughs) There's this brilliant picture of this really sad looking train with this half complete wall in front of it. Yes, yes. Slowly gets us a really miserable train. It is so weird because... They the, the trains themselves, like in in the, the books and stuff like that. They yeah. it's always like, and he was sad because he just wanted to be really useful. Yeah, and they and the fat controller is always saying, "You're a really useful engine," and it's almost like crack to these poor yeah. beings. <laughs> they just they just want to be useful. They're driven to be useful. They're this horrible blend of like organic something mm. and yeah. machine, and it's really weird. So what's weirder is they can't survive without humans stoking their fire. Yeah. So they need so humans to. Do they do they die if their boilers are extinguished, or they just sort of fall asleep? I don't know. <laughs> they get bricked up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, that was a quick. crazy episode. Looking back, so weird. unbelievable. When when this island reaches like the age of electrification of the mm. rail system, well, if they've got this, there's this, there's, there's a couple. There's like yeah, but they're, 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 it's, it's it's you know it's new yeah. technology. But when it gets to like the eighties, there yeah. And you know, diesel and electric have replaced steam. Are they just getting sent to the to scrap? Are they getting melted down and turned into new engines? They, they actually get driven to try and make themselves more useful. To because the point that the Daisy st- and diesel turn up. And yeah. exactly the point. That, so the steamies, yeah. as they as they're called, are the ones that start getting really worried because they don't like these yeah. new ones coming in, like the streamlined. Um, fuck, I can't. Spencer, the Isn't streamlined that the plot of Star Express. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, but I just have Peter Griffin singing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? His one man Star oh, yeah. Express show. <laughs> That's so good. Oh god, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 what is on the island of Soda? I would imagine. The attraction of living steam engines is enough to get mm. people to the island. Of I think it's like the island of Dr. Moreau. I yeah. think it's like completely forgotten. It's like an island that people don't know exists. And if they did, they would really be worried and concerned about what's 
going on. A sort of like a Skull Island. Yeah. Maybe also, it is Skull Island. What are you? What? What? What beast of man are you? <laughs> Would you get on one of those trains? No. No. Who are they, they transporting around? You never see the platform packed with commuters waiting for the eight thirty to London. It feels like they're pandering to Thomas a bit as well. Yeah, like, have some little trains yeah. while these ones do the useful stuff. It's really strange. Yeah. But they've got everything. They've got cranes with faces. Yeah. They've yeah. got a fire the engine with face, a helicopter. The trucks are evil. The trucks that carry the coal and the, the other things for the freight deliveries, they're all evil. They've got these little evil faces yeah. on. They've got quite they're, sinister little grins. Yeah, they're they? going to be like... The crack fox from Mighty Boosh, <laughs> with that whole sort of like, oh, you just load up what you want. I'm gonna hurt you, and it's like, what was that? Yeah. Nothing, just a funny sound. <laughs> Annie and Clarabelle, gotta cut you. Thomas's carriages mm. are women. You got a problem They're, with that? Annie and Clarabelle. No, I don't. I'm just thinking. I'm a bit concerned for them, and I'm a bit concerned for Daisy. Because that seems to be the only women yeah. on that island. A lot of shunting yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit where they're fucking Have shunting you, the trucks about because then no one likes pulling the trucks when, whenever um, <laughs> and they're unruly they have like how can they be unruly they don't they can't move but they do they do <laughs> they do there's a TV show called Chuggington which mm. kind of does the same sort of thing these, yeah. are, these are kind of living breathing things and there are humans as well yeah. and the looks on their faces whenever they couple up with something <laughs> there, 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 there's an audible sort of <laughs> and, and, and there's a <laughs> sort of like look on their faces uh, it's, it's very strange I do you remember there was a show called Tugs yeah yes, it was like a, a live action Thomas the Tank Engine was? with little yes. miniature boats Tugs the weird. one that Fergie had something to do with no uh, Fergie did a lot of tugging <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice I mean, well he's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on it <laughs> yeah so but yeah, there's, there's an episode where the trucks, because they've been pushed around by was it Gordon who was the really proud one? Yes. Yeah, and he had to pull trucks, and he didn't like that because he's, he he's above trucks. Who's the one with the square face? Was that Gordon? No, that was, uh, no, that Toby. was Toby. Toby the traction yeah. engine. Uh, no, Toby no. the tram. Yeah. engine. Yeah. Tram engine. <laughs> tram engine. <laughs> um, but it's and so Gordon had to pull the trucks, mm. but he didn't like hanging around with trucks for starters. He's too popular. He's the racist. racist. Yeah. And yeah. racist. And racist. Yeah. Soul. yeah. And so the trucks, they're being unruly. So when it gets downhill, they make them go really fast and it forces them off the rails. These things have lives of their own. They're little things. What kind of life is a truck? Being a truck. Mm. Being a train's bad enough, but being something that's just carries cold inside. But you. they are troublesome. Yeah. And yet they still resort to their primary program. Yeah. Without it, they are nothing. They, they still shunt things around and move because stuff because they and... get let's be honest they get broken down yeah if they, if they didn't that's the threat isn't mm. it yeah. you better keep make sure you're still really useful we'll brick you up otherwise <laughs> we're going to brick you <laughs> up into a tunnel a <laughs> <laughs> okay. living train the picture for this podcast has to be the picture of the sad <laughs> yeah, train in the tunnel yeah, I've got to find it <laughs> the, the, the other one I, the best one I saw was one that Charlie Brecker put up which was uh, a cross section of a train and it's just the train and a human kind of like contorted <laughs> into the front of the train with his face hanging out. <laughs> I'll, send that, I'll send you that picture as well. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I just think it's... Um, so we're not sure what they are, but we're pretty terrified of it. I would never go there. <laughs> Sorry, it's even funnier when you actually find... Look at me. 
We'll be putting that up as the picture for this podcast. But I love the fact that the fat controller's standing there mocking him. Just on, a platform, on a platform! Just looking at him. Over the top. At this point. Yeah. Get me up higher. I want to see more of his miserable face. They're burying oh. a train alive, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just... Haunting. It's <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds film a... with a train. Can you imagine Ringo Starr just like doing the voiceover? So what's happening here? Uh, Henry's being bricked up. Yeah. Ringo, uh... <laughs> Just saying, I'm out. After this, I'm oh, done. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is terrible. Cool. Russ? Uh, the Empire. Okay. What is their problem with safe walkways and handrails? <laughs> and <laughs> why does all of their architecture feature massive shafts? <laughs> <laughs> they must... I mean, I know they don't exactly have a, a human resources problem. They, they, they conscript people. But mm. the amount of just general admin level workers that they must lose every day because somebody just oh sorry mate you've got a tray of tea I'm just going to step to the side and then you're dead on a financial level losing a worker must be quite expensive just in general because then you've got to train someone new up yeah you have to invade their planet yeah. conscript them yeah or, or get another client depending on what's you know, you now work in accounts payable yeah um, and surely a handrail would be cheaper than losing Four or five stormtroopers. Mm. I, I don't feel like it's a technology issue. They've got the ability to put a small waist-high rail mm. along the side of the reactor shaft. See, even in the landing pad in Return of the Jedi, that Luke and um, Vader have that sort of confrontation mm. on Endor, there's a handrail. Mm. And that's on a very basic little outpost. So why, on a massive militarised battle moon, is there not... Handrails well, or guardrails. So on, on the first Death Star, or at least a velvet rope. Right? The, the switches <laughs> for the um, for the was it is it the tractor beams that, that Obi Wan takes down? He has to edge out on a little four inch wide platform <laughs> yeah. above nothing, yeah. just to get to this routine maintenance point. Can you imagine, like, Steve? Did. I need you to to check the check the tractor beam controls. Oh mate, it's, oh, the no, fuse is gone. It's, it's oh, not my turn. Oh, it's your turn to do it. <laughs> You will probably die. Can you tell my Can you tell my family I love them before I go? Thanks. It is weird, isn't it? It's very, very strange. It's that. It's it's almost like um, it's going to be quite boring on the Death Star, so we may as well spice it up a little (laughs) bit for all the people. It's just a way of keeping people sharp when they're on guard duty. There's a potential explanation in Rogue One, but we can't talk about it. Is that maybe it's. I'd like to come back to this once you've seen Rogue One. I don't yeah, I think, think there is. is. Maybe a little one. Really? It's a bit silly, but it kind of works. Unless, of course, really missed that. unless, of course, it's just, the, you know, for the tractor beams in, in particular, it's the mouse droids. They're the ones that usually interact with those mm. controls. They're just messengers, though. Um, All they do is, because apparently they can invent Planet-sized space stations. But don't have email. That's about to say emails. <laughs> yeah. Emails just a stroke. Get a message. Yeah. Someone have to write it on a bit of paper and give it to a robot mouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so weird. It's just, it just is just quite weird. And even Cloud City has its problems as well. Like it's not particularly safe for a city in the clouds. Well, they don't seem to. So they have repulsor lifts, mm. don't they? 
Although... Which are very dangerous. Luke appears out of a hole in the ground. Yes. That he must have had to stand very stock still on <laughs> when he arrived, mm. you know, in the carbon freezing chamber. <laughs> Don't touch any of the sharp prickly sides. Even the carbon freezing unit itself mm. has sharp pointy bits yeah. poking out that Luke falls backwards into and almost, you know, you can imagine just impaling his head on it. Mm. Uh, it's like, well... No point taking him back to the end. But I, sp- I suppose that's a Lando's cutting corners to keep that going. Is it, uh, you could look at the shark, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas no, no, the Empire repulsive, so the like repulsor lifts work by pushing against something hard, and that's how like <laughs> that's how a star destroyer <laughs> can just sort of hover yeah. over a planet without its engines going there for propulsion. Yeah. But Bespin is a gas giant, so there's nothing solid. Cloud City no. should just plummet down, pushing the atmosphere aside as it goes until it reaches equilibrium, which would be well inside the planet and everyone would deny. I thought Cloud City was supposed to be covered in um, kind of sort of correctional thrusters. So it, it basically kind of it used the repulsors to repulse against the air, but had, it kind of maintained an almost, not mm. a geosynchronous orbit because it's not that far up, but just kind of stayed where it was maybe also in a world with repulsor lifts which seem to use no fuel Mm. maybe sling something some of this repulsor technology Mm. at the bottom of some of these big chasms Mm. that are on the Death Star potentially or maybe maybe the bottom of the chasms is full of Really bored people just bobbing a couple of feet (laughs) maybe yeah (laughs) maybe they're just flying yeah yeah. oh (laughs) <laughs> how do we get out of here we don't, oh, yeah, we don't, we don't we've been here for ages I am so hungry there's some issues with the Death Star a lot of issues with it so on a similar note why is there a monster in the rubbish compactor <laughs> that's, that's a very that's good point <laughs> how did that there? get in there yeah. it's called a Dianoga yeah uh, and also, I... why, are they, why are they worrying about compacting their trash they <laughs> They're in space. Throw it out the door. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Star Destroyers do. The Star Destroyers yeah. just sort of drop their guts before they go to... to they just all... And then they disappear into hyperspace. I mean, the thing is that every time... They just do it so they go, wasn't us, we were over there. <laughs> well, exactly. And they just... You can imagine that people sort of appear uh, in hyper, out of hyperspace into like a sort of a poo field. Like, <laughs> just... Oh, God. It does say our standard practice before going to hyperspace, they vent their trash. You never ever see another yeah. Star Destroyer. That's just the thing. Everyone, everyone, out of yeah. shit before it goes into everyone to turn stations, hyperspace in 30 minutes. That's <laughs> the thing, it's not here. How do you know? Because they've left their shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, so, there must be like a million personnel on the Death Star. That would be a lot of turds getting across, <laughs> isn't it? I, I suppose in terms of. Death Star's <laughs> big enough that it must have its own gravity. So they probably they get fired out, but they very quickly get pulled back <laughs> yeah. in. So a lot of the windows, probably around the equatorial region of the Death Star, a are going to be streaked <laughs> yeah. and smeared. Just, and just like at the start, it's this very shiny looking. Yeah, it's, it's just a shit The smear. beacon of the Empire, they call it, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah. Usually like brown stains <laughs> after all the, the rubbish After a couple of months, they're like, we didn't think a couple Maybe of Maybe that's what that monster's there for. Maybe it eats waste. Uh, I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe it's a very natural way of uh, recycling. Mm. Ah, sort of a friendly so bacteria. Yeah, so like. it breaks yeah. down a number of things. Interesting. Maybe the Empire is really concerned about their carbon footprint. 
I don't think so. They've just built a Star Destroyer the size of a moon. Space, yes. Uh, a, sp- a space station the size of a moon, but yeah. Still. It must be there deliberately. Yeah. Unless it came in as like a spore or something, but... Yeah, in someone's like, home. It's big, that creature. And it, it will have been big. destroyed, surely, by now, by the amount of times that... Oh, but it, it goes, doesn't it? It disappears. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, there's obviously another... It's got some sort of secret tunnel or something. Well, there's a poo pipe, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> a network of poo Sky pipes that it's just... Whenever the crusher goes, you've got to make sure that that thing doesn't pop up out of your toilet. Oh, oh my can you God. imagine something you get the eye with the big uh, Just cherry. about to sit down and there's a fucking eyeball looking at you. Uh, you know what? I think I might just hold on to it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A big old tentacle. Oh, God, it's horrible. Mm. All right, girls, that would make it almost impossible to hold on to it. Yes. You wouldn't even get exactly. to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, and then it goes, num, 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 num. <laughs> there's, a few, there's a few issues with the Death Star. Like, also, at yeah, least I mean, of which is the pest control. It blew up twice. <laughs> yeah, the blew up twice. The yeah. pest control. And also, it's called the Death Star. That's not a very... Death Star's its nickname. Yes. It's the DSO-1. But that's it? only explained in... It, it, it's... Yeah, it's its nickname. But still... Maybe fine. Maybe like Freedom Eye. Or something like that. No, but it was—it was—it's there to strike terror wherever it goes. You're not going to call it the Freedom Orb. If that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Death Star's pretty good branding for something that's designed to scare the shit out of people. True, true. I mean that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? As is, at its most base, it is a. It's the Emperor's will in battle station form. Mm. Something that literally looms out of the sky. Yeah. As you know, and it is terrifying. It's so big. Yeah, I mean it's big. But the Death Star Two is yeah. Death Star Two: Return of the Death is is even bigger. Is apparently mm. what twice, three yeah. times the size. How the fuck did they build it so fast? Oh man, independent contractors <laughs> just in. You know, just, what, what, British what, workmen who can quite ably rip up a road in an evening you can and imagine, not do anything to it for several months afterwards. <laughs> you can imagine the contractor talking to to the emperor, and he's like, "So, what's what's the focus? What should we be doing first? Get the weapon in first. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, half of it's not built. Well, that's fine. Just get the weapon in. Yeah. And I want a throne. I want a throne. Get a throne in. Get a tower. And a throne. <laughs> throne. Weapon. Um, and and, and but, somewhere for my guards, my red guards, <laughs> yeah, and somewhere for Vader, Sorry. and somewhere for Vader. My Give red guards, my who you never see doing a thing cool. <laughs> Give him yeah. like uh, something we can contact me on, but it's like a knee pad, yeah, and a lift. Something. I want a lift. <laughs> yeah. I want a lift. Um, so elevator. and uh, a big see, window, and that's a, have a window. That's a little over budget now. Uh, get rid of the handrails. Yeah, that's fine. no handrails. Yeah, and that's okay. Handrail money went on the Emperor's personal tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and his asymmetric window design. Yeah, I want to see out of only bits of this. Boss, we've got your. Here's your throne room. Make it 400 meters above everything else. (laughs) What? What would would Kevin McLeod be happy with handrails? Would he come see? Would the Death Star be featured on Grand Designs if we put handrails in? Or can you imagine Kevin McLeod? (laughs) Project's going very well. It does seem. Gone a little bit over budget. <laughs> yeah, um, there have been a few design changes from the original plan, yeah. but it's a bold vision, <laughs> and they've made it theirs. <laughs> I mean, it is already November, and they haven't even got the fucking roof on. <laughs> <laughs> Interview that 
Emperor living in the caravan still going, we are getting quite stressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be worth it. I just keep looking at the sketches of my window. Vader in the background just dunking a tea bag. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want a bit of chutney on your cheese on toast? <laughs> no, you cannot no, afford no, chutney, not Vader. Today. Not today. How will you eat that? <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, yeah, but it's 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 cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. accurately and concisely answered that question. Yeah, so it can be on grand designs. Is the point. <laughs> um, Tom, what are we at? We're at one ten. We've got time for one we're last. We're slightly one. self-indulgent. Length. Yeah. Okay. Self-indulgent. Get your last one. Okay, sorry, I hadn't planned. I was, I was looking at the time thinking that might have been the last one, but... Oh, there, that's my wife. Because then then we've all done two each. Okay. I'm sure there was a good ten minutes of fucking around at the start. That we yeah, we would have been on. That's fine. It's just an aspirational one. Yeah. Mm. You're immediately dropped into your favourite open-world game. But... You only have time to do one thing. Name okay. the game and the thing you would do. Let's go first. Well, it's an open discussion. Let's see where, where it goes. Favourite open world game. I think mine might be similar to Russ's as well. One oh, thing. You can only do one thing. Open world game. I, I, okay. I'll do go mine. on, go, do yours. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Go to the club. Spark out Daddy Dyer for a second time. <laughs> That's what you do? Yeah. <laughs> he is really fucking irritating. Isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Kemple. Kemple, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's perfect for me. That's I, you. Yeah. That's you done. <laughs> Russ, you look like you're pondering something. I'm, I'm pondering great over this question. I think, yeah, GTA probably would be my favourite open world That's game. Kind of, Vice City in particular was is the universe I loved the most. Yeah. I think I'll steal a helicopter and fly around because they're so easy to fly. Like, <laughs> far easier than real ones. Um, yeah, if, if real helicopters came with just a stick with an Xbox controller on the end of it, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd yeah. be so great. Yeah. Using the shoulder button up, down. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I'd, yeah, I'd fly around in a helicopter looking awesome in 80s with that weird blurry effect that comes with <laughs> yeah, switched yeah. on by default. And probably just wave my hand around and see how that looked. Nice. Nice. Because I, I don't know why that was there. I always turned that off. All I know is I really want to play Vice City now. I have yeah. to admit, I was I was thinking you guys were going to go for something a little bit more outlandish than mm. than basically yeah. pastiches of the else? real world. <laughs> I mean, something like um, yeah, something like Star Wars Galaxies would be pretty cool because you could just tool around being Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But you're only meant to do. What I, I, I meant, sort of, of doing one thing was more sort of a bucket um, list kind of thing. It's like a you suddenly found yourself in Skyrim. Yeah. Where would be the one place you would you would want to be kind of able to touch and fondle and fiddle and you know? Um. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like with Mass Effect, there's part of me that would want to be on the Citadel. Yes. Would oh, I would. To would go you, down would you to class the, Mass Effect as an open world game? Because that, that is like the first one. That universe, when it's not being ripped apart by giant space squids, yeah, uh, cuttlefish, is so appealing mm. as a as a as a vision of the future. Yeah, that would, be, that would be awesome. Yeah, 
I like the way that humanity is not the top dog as well. Mm. Yes. Because us humans need to be taken down a page. Well, we kind of do. Yeah. So a lot of like, um, yeah, a lot of science fictionists, we're the, we're the, we're the best. Mm. Everyone, yeah. else has to, everyone else has to try and be like us. Whereas in, you know, in, in Mass Effect, we're sort of the scrappy underdog upstarts that kind of annoy everybody. Yeah. I think about the open world games I've, in, I, I've enjoyed... Um, a lot of them are in universes I would never, ever consider going to, except for Mass Effect, maybe. So, for example, um, I'd never want to go to the Fallout universe. Uh, bizarrely, that yeah. is that's my choice. Oh, really? I, I, for, because I love the setting so mm. much. And uh, assuming you have survived the nuclear yes, apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I immediately plop. I want to go and see Megaton. Yeah, Megaton, that would be the I want to see Megaton. I want to stand there with all that corrugated iron and all the Mm. leaking water pipes and the bomb in the centre bit. I just think it would be so... I don't know, there's something so appealing about it. It's very brown Mm. and very grey, but that's. I'd love to stand there. And everyone's so nice With the bloke from the Children of Atom shouting his sermon from from the middle and then going into the bar and meeting Bishop... You know, being called over, you stranger, come over here. Maybe you want to blow the place up mm-hmm. and go and see Moira in her shop. Oh, hi! It's so great to see you. I'm just so cheerful in the apocalypse. I'm about to rip you off because I've got. I know the bug. Yeah, so he was just saying to her, "I'm going to rip you off totally. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're going to end up with a load of my crap, <laughs> and I'm going to end up with all of your money and all of your good weapons. <laughs> yeah. so, so just want to get that one out the way now. Yes, that's my one. It's probably not the best question I've asked ever. That's a good question. And maybe cut it out. No, I'm not going to. But, um, yeah, I think I still think I'd stick with Vice City. Or Fair dues. Fair dues. Or do the jump, like, over the river in Vice City. Oh, that's a good one. Or over the bridge, slightly to the right, land in the police station. Yeah, so when you come out the the mansion, straight over the bridge, yeah, Yeah. and then straight over the jump. And you you could normally find a cheetah. In one of those posh houses yes. around yes, on that. That's right. It's called Starfish Island. Starfish Island, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I can't seem to get past Vice City. Yeah, Mass Effect would be a good one, though. It's a nice, it's a good universe. Stand on the Citadel, but you can only do one thing. So I would probably stand on the Citadel while the Destiny Ascension is flying mm. past the window on its like victory. Thing. Yeah, they make some comment that it's on some tour of the of the galaxy. Um, I'd love to be there to see that. That'd be amazing. Or dancing with Commander Shepard in a club. Oh god, that! Oh, dancing with Jack. Yeah, yeah. In the club, she's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> she is a video game character though, so nah, she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> the yeah, the what's the oh, what's it called? Like after life or something? What's yeah. the club in the second one? Uh, it's, it's not on the Citadel. Oh it's God, on, what's it called? It's on that dodgy... It's called Underworld or... Underworld or Overworld or something like that. <laughs> Variation. Uh, Wombling Free? It's a bit... It's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it yeah. where, you, where you meet... Um, what's her name? Samara, the Asari? Or is it the other one? I can't remember. No, I it's, um, uh, I know the one you mean. She's the she is an Asari, but she's the sort of the uh, the boss of this particular station. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the no, second one, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Samara's the Justicar. Yeah, that you meet on. Fuck, I can't remember. Is it the Morinth? Morinth is the yeah. She's the mm. um um. Uh, what they call them? The Ak- Akadyashi. 
Is it Akardyashi? Something that the Asari who can't meld properly and end up mm. killing all their partners. That Anyway, that yes. slightly sort of... Because the ones on the sisters are all look a bit sort of safe and tame, yeah. even though Gunfire breaks out pretty much every time he goes to one. Yeah. But that one looks really cool. Yeah, that's that a bit more, bit more dangerous. Bit I more can't range. remember what the name of the station is. Omega. Omega, yeah, yeah, Omega. That's it, yeah. Something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. The Mass, Mass Effect 2 has got the coolest introduction, which is Garrus's introduction as the Archangel. Yeah, that is really the cool. The guy who's like the saviour of like the slum area. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. is awesome. It was cool when it was Garrus. Yeah. Ah, Shimmer, mm. it is me. Yeah. Oh, where he doesn't repair his suit through yeah. the whole thing, he just hangs around looking awesome. With, with that whole awesome in his armour. That's so cool, isn't it? He's so, so cool. And you go through one mission where he's got a blaster on his face. Yeah. Like an alien Nelly. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> I like Grunt. I like Grunt in his little watery tube. Yeah. You can actually leave him in that tube. You don't ever have to release really? him. He can just stay in that watery tube forever. <laughs> Poor Grunt. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, sorry, that kind of ends on a bit of a down note. Not at all, that's fine. That's good. We seem to all be sagging visibly. Well, I think it's that's just age. Yeah. Probably. Need some tightening up. Mm-hmm. definitely yeah. right so we're going to go off and tighten each other up <laughs> um, you can contact us on Twitter which is at 2MTROH or on Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash TMTROH uh, we're going to be putting some stuff on the website although the website at the moment I think is work in progress I think that's the best way of describing it and is at www.tmtroh.com there's nothing new up there at the moment but oh, apart from a blog about Ash from Alien which I wrote a very long time ago but is now online mm. so please do check that out but we'll, um, we're going to do like a grand reopening of the website at some point it needs a bit of a rebrand we need to get yeah. some old pictures off and put some new pictures on <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and we've got, some, we've got some ideas for some new logos and stuff and we're going to be looking at Twitch streaming video podcasts all the stuff that the young people are doing, but we're going to be adding a bit of grey to it. And remember, if you want to email adding us... Adding a bit of grey to it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to email us, you can email us at uh, talktous at tmtooh.com. And if you do choose to email us, make sure that you um, send us a message on Facebook to let us know that you've emailed us. Yeah. Uh, so we can try and figure out what the password is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... I don't know. Don't tell them what the password could be. The password isn't I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's bacon. (laughs) Could be bacon. We'll try bacon. Try bacon, yeah. Cool. Right, guys. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.